This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 792 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show. The Horse.com digital editor Michelle Anderson and Dr. Jones join the Hit'em crew to talk about the best prescription for helping fat horses. And we'll get to our tip right after this message from our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase made by Kentucky Performance Products is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in Microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins such as vitamin E in a natural form, so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. We have digital editor Michelle Anderson of thehorse.com with us with the weekly horse health report. We also have Dr. Jones of Florida Equine, who has never had a bad experience with a donkey ever. So, <laughs> Yes, I love the fabrication on this show. That's, a, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I think that the two of you could enter an obstacle trail challenge and just win, hands down, if you can make it through those two tunnels of terror and <laughs> mariachi band. I know. How often do you see a mariachi band on a trail course? Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good idea, actually. The, back when I worked... Back when I worked for the Appaloosa Horse Club, we had all the archives, and there was a national show back in the 50s where they actually put a cougar in a cage in the trail course at the national show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, hardcore. 
my horses did learn nothing with the mariachi band. It was a disaster. They were there. I would not win any points. It was like bolting in place, jumping up and down, walking on their hind legs. That they don't recommend that for trail classes. No, <laughs> no, you don't score style points for that. No, no style points. Well, what are you guys talking about today? I believe we're talking about my favorite subject, which is um. Well, we like to give Glenn a hard time about this fat horses. Fat, fat horses, yeah, and Dr. Jones is joining us. She has a colic, I think, out in, in behind her. So, Dr. Jones, thanks for joining us and taking some time away. Way, I hope that everything is going well. Um, yeah, it's everything's going well. I'm thinking of my client standing here who's giving me this uh, time. Um, okay. We're just watching the horse now, making sure he's going to handle everything okay that we just did to him. Okay. So. Well, we'll be thinking good thoughts for her for her horse. So, yeah. So, yeah, so with this obesity thing, you know, we, we do a lot of events at thehorse.com, and over and over again, I hear from vets and researchers, horses are too fat. American horses are too fat. <laughs> um, and so you know, we touch on this a lot because a lot of conditions are related to obesity, but we wanted to really focus today on is my horse fat and how to make sure that a horse isn't overweight. So let's just start with, can you share, Dr. Jones, some of the problems that obesity can cause in horses? Well, right off the bat, uh, the obesity problems can uh, cause some huge problems with their endurance ability, going out to ride, stress on the organs such as the heart, uh, stress on the joints, that kind of thing. And then, of course, the, the easy one that we all run to is the metabolic uh, disease horses that can almost present like a Cushing's horse and have uh, founder-like symptoms, um, insulin issues like diabetics, things like that, that um, will cause infectious infections to take longer to heal, wounds take longer to heal. Those are our big number one issues besides the fact that they're just out of shape. Uh, heavy horses tend to really have a hard time in uh, the months that they are, uh, are going through their heave, heave uh, disease if they have a lot of excess fat on them as well. And so what are the common causes of obesity in horses? Is it just well, too much food? Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we call it extra love. Food. Food is uh, one of them. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> definitely extra love. That? Yeah, definitely extra love by the clients. Um, they, you know, definitely give them too much uh, grain, uh, extra hay, wrong types of hay, that kind of thing has been a huge reason for them to, um, to you know, have this uh, excess fat. Then the other ones are, gosh, I don't feed them anything but a handful, and they get, they get huge. And those are your metabolic horses that if they breathe air, they get fat, or if they look at, you know, a handful of grain, they get fat. And those are a whole different subject and a whole different um, nightmare to address. Okay. i got a question so, on that then. Uh, so now, do you find that it's mostly people who are truly don't know and are just feeding because they don't know really what to feed and they're just following the bag? Or is it people that know better and they're just like, you know, my mother was with her dog and just feeding them table scraps all the time? Which is it? Both. No. It's true. It's truly both. There's a lot of new people to the horse world that read the bag, don't understand, and they're doing the wrong thing. But there is those people. I had a client tell me that her favorite color on her horse was fat. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she, you know, enjoyed having some heftiness to her animals. They were not obese. I'll have to say her dogs are not obese, but they did have a bit of extra 
uh, weight on their skin that they didn't really necessarily need to have. What did her husband uh, look like? Just out of curiosity. Uh, he was very thin. Oh, he was very thin. Really? <laughs> and actually, you know, she's not very heavy herself either. But, um, you know, they just didn't like to see any ribs at all. And my uh, assessment, which we'll get into, is I like to see what we call a hanging rib. You know, one or two ribs in the back um, just is fine by me. I don't think that's considered, you know, heading to the slaughterhouse with a body condition score of one. I think that's perfectly fine to have is to have a hanging rib or two and have a tucked up belly that one has a big fat hay belly. Uh, you uh, girls like to see that in guys when they have their shirts off, <laughs> that hanging rib or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the six pack in front. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. So that's a, what you're saying is that's comparable in the horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we called it a hanging rib when I was um, basically in 4-H, and as a, a youngster, as we, you know, we all nicknamed it a hanging rib, where you could see one or two of the ribs uh, in the back, and they were all tucked up and looked great. Of course, you know, eventing horses and thoroughbreds, uh, race horses, really look that, that way, and some of the competitive trail horses really look that way, and they're not skinny. They're very, very fit. Yeah. So we're hearing a lot from research and recommendations from our vets that our horses do better when they're getting uh, forage throughout the day. So meals multiple times a day <laughs> rather than just you know, twice a day. So how can you, when you're feeding them more than once a day, how can you adjust your meals to make sure that you're not overfeeding? Because I know when I started adding an extra meal for my horses, my desire was to feed them the same amount then three times, like through, so they were getting extra. How do you make sure that doesn't happen? Um, really, there's no set recipe. I mean, there's a lot of things out there by the nutritional uh, people that say 2% of the body weight, um, on a horse that's moderately used, et cetera, et cetera. And you can do all those weights and try to figure that out. But again, if you have a metabolic disease horse who just breathes air and gets fat, that's not going to work for them. And if you have a very lush, beautiful green pasture, you probably don't need to hay unless you're trying to cut down the boredom in the stall at night or during the day whenever you've got them stalled up to give them something to munch on because horses do graze about 18 hours a day on average and they need to have something to do rather than chew down your boards. But um, the best way I have found, and I've told clients to do, and I think there's other um, articles out there that say that, is either take a picture of them on the same day of every month, weigh tape them on the same day of every month, um, use a friend to come and say, yeah, that looks fat or thin. Um, but the body condition scoring chart is really our best chart that we have to help out um, those people that don't know if the horse is too fat or too skinny. Yeah. Okay. And we have on... On the horse.com, we have a copy of that. Yes. I've, yes. Uh, the, um, and this, I just got to thinking of this because I, I read all the horrible articles and news feeds that come out about horses that um, are neglected. There is a difference between a horse that has, quote, a hanging rib or a body score of three or four or five that is a fit racehorse or a fit trail horse and the horse that has the same exact body condition score that lives in a stall or in a dry lot. Those two, that, that same body score is achieved in two very different ways. The horse that's got a body score of a two or a three or a four or whatever and stands in a dry lot or lives in a stall 24-7, 365, it's not going to be the same healthy horse that has that body score that's fit. One's taking in nutrients and is fit, and one is skinny because he's not getting enough nutrients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just wanted to make that point. 
So the, and part of the body score thing is, is noting where the pockets of fat are on these horses. So uh, you should also take that into consideration. The body condition score is looking behind the shoulder blade. Is there a pocket of fat there? Is there a pocket of fat of the um, neck causing a crusty neck? as in like a stallion who has a crusty neck, but you can even see it in a gelding or a mare, and then the fat pockets over the tail head. That kind of gives you a little adjustment in your body condition score. I had a client pull in her show horse, very fit show horse, but she upped his grain significantly because he was very rippy. Came in with sheets. It was, believe it or not, the middle of winter, had sheets from head to toe. We pulled the sheets off, and yeah, you could see almost all his ribs, but he had a huge crusty neck. He had fat pads behind his shoulder blades and fat over his tail head, and he walked on ice coming down our alleyway, and yes, he did founder, and four weeks later rotated through the sole. Mm. So there is those fat pockets you have to pay attention to, and they are described on the body condition score chart. Yeah, yeah and that chart is available on thehorse.com if you want to take a look at it. Um, it's under our free reports, and it shows every, you know, all those fat pockets that you want to record from the one to nine. And I think it's important to explain that to people who maybe aren't familiar with, with body scoring, that it's one would be your starving horse, and then nine would be your extremely obese and ill horse. So you, both extremes on that are not healthy. Correct, Dr. Jones? Correct. Yeah, so you're striving for a five, dead, dead center of five. So, um, like I said, you can go ahead and look at that, and I have that in front of me right now. Um, and it's it's great just to have that. Maybe tack it up in in your barn, look at it, and kind of look at your horse. And like you said, take those photos and then compare to the chart and make sure you know that your horse is staying healthy. You know, we don't want them too thin, but we definitely don't want them too fat either. Um, so, how can an owner make sure that their horse doesn't get fat? So we talked about feeding, but what about exercising? Oh, exercising is very important, very, very important. And it's funny because I, more times than not, I have to write a prescription for the client rather than for the horse to, to exercise their horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it's humorous because they've got these, you know, wonderful animals in their backyard that they've had for reasons of enjoying them, and they don't find time to ride, and now the horse is kind of suffering from it because they're just getting heavier and heavier. And so if you do feel that maybe your horse is a little on, on the chubby side and needs to lose some weight, and so you're going to back off on the feed a little bit under your vet's recommendations and add exercise. How much exercise should you add back? Um, do they need to hit the gym, or is it something that you ease the horse back into? Well, you can definitely hit the gym with the horses because they kick into what they call anaerobic um, um, oxidation of their muscles, but you don't want to tie them up the first time out type thing too. So it depends on the type of horse, um, their um, weight situation, uh, how heavy are they? Are they a nine or are they maybe just a seven or eight? Um, so it's going to be veterinary dependent. But I always tell people that trail riding at a walk and trot, a horse can do for long, long periods of time. That's why they're plains horses or plains animals. They could continue to move around um, and not have an issue with those. So the trail rides are the easiest thing to do. As of putting them back into a ring or putting them into a jumping situation, uh, that's going to be per your veterinarian and or your trainer because you also have to consider, too, is if they are a little heavy, you want to make sure that their feet are in good condition because they're landing on those feet if they're jumping or you're pounding the feet if you're using them on a um, heavy galloping lane or something to that effect. So you want to make sure that everything else is fit about them before you go kick off onto a very heavy-duty exercise regimen. Okay. Yeah, so what's amazing to me, I'm sorry to, to jump in here, is that 
I have actually had to stop riding, and for the past month or so, you know, I stopped riding a couple of weeks ago, and for the past couple of months, they, they've really been in light work. And what is crazy is I have thoroughbreds, and all of my thoroughbreds, since I have stopped riding them, have actually lost weight. Because I think maybe they had some muscle tone or something. All of them have lost weight, and they're still eating the exact same amount. I thought, oh, they're going to get fat. I'm going to save my feed bill. Not true at all. Why is that, Dr. Jones? It's a random question for you. No, that's exactly you. You said it. You answered your own question. It is the muscle loss. So I'll have people who have a very um, prominent top line in their horse, and um, it's a thin horse that they've acquired, so they put some food to it, but the top line doesn't seem to go away. They put it into work, and they start muscling up the back muscles, and the top line goes away. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. The top line comes back when they quit working, and they just get a little deterioration of muscle mass and, and become a bit thin or, or, or um, a high backbone look to them. So that's you answered your own question there. It's making everything bad, crazy around here, I'm telling you. Well, the, the other question I have is, and, and, and this is, you know, you try to be sensitive to people, and I just haven't mastered that, is how do you tell somebody uh, your horse is so fat you're killing it? Um, <laughs> you use this word, basically. Um, you're it with kindness is the big thing. I, I had a gentleman do that. He said, so, Dr. Tommy, I'm killing my horse with kindness. And I said, yes, you are. If the horse doesn't need as much as you're feeding it. Um, she is prone to be a metabolic in, um, deficient or a me- metabolic disease horse, and you're going to have to get a muzzle for your beautiful grass that you have moved her to, that you've been looking for for years, all those boarding places, because he never had a fat horse. He's at boarding facilities, not to say boarding facilities do this, but... He was riding more possibly at the boarding facility. They don't have a lot of grass in their turnout. And then all of a sudden you take a metabolic disease horse, you put them on a very beautiful grassy turnout, and their disease really becomes more prominent. And the fact that they get these huge fat pockets, they beef up really fast because of the high fructan or carbohydrate count in the grass itself. And I told him, I said, you wanted to move them here because this is what a horse needs is grass and turnout, but now you're going to have to put a muzzle on this horse to stop it from going down the wrong road of metabolic disease. And so when you go out to see a client's horse, and let's say it's your yearly exam on that horse, what makes you happy? Like, where do you want that horse to be on that body condition score? Do you have a little bit of flexibility on the numbers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't even mind if they're a little bit of a six or seven, um, because I know that they're going to either be riding them heavily or they're not, depending on the type of year. If there are six or seven going into our summer, I might have a talk to them about, hey, you're going to find some cool time to ride because I know you slack off in the summer because it gets too hot. Um, But a lot of times coming off our winter where our grass isn't the best here in Florida, they aren't really at that six or seven. So I know the grass is going to kind of beef them up a little bit. So I I have a little leniency. Um, Six or seven in the fall, I'm okay with because we're going to go into winter. We're going to probably lose a little bit. They're going to start riding more. It's just the habits of the clients you have to look at. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Jones. And I think that uh, the prescription for riding, it sounds wonderful. (laughs) I want want someone to tell me that I have to ride. And that's a wrap. To listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to Horsetipdaily.com and look for the Experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, you can go to Horsesinthemorning.com and listen every weekday morning. You can also go to the Horse.com, where you can find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. 
Ask for Kentucky Performance products by name at your local tack and feed supplier, and you can visit them online at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.